cool cats and kittens. It's your tour guide, Carol Baskin, here with Big Cat Rescue. There's my husband, Howard, the one that I haven't fed to the tigers yet. <laughs> okay, guys. Welcome back to Humor Me Podcast with your host, Travis and Ashley. And welcome. Today, we are talking about business advice, which why you guys have asked for business advice, we don't know. We can give you about as good advice as Carol Baskin can. Mm-hmm. About on, on par with that, so. So, you came to the right people. Take it for what it's worth. Yeah. So, you guys, let's just jump right into it. Yeah. Well, first, segment one. Wait, do we have any follow-up from last? No, because it's freestyle. Yeah. So... Segment one is our weekly walk of shame. So what do we got this week? Um, I think it's your turn. So what do you got this week? Well, you're the one that always remembers all my embarrassing moments. So I don't know. Pull one out of your bungus for me and tell me. Oh, speaking of. Of what? New Year's party bungus. <laughs> do it. The New Year's? Do it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Ah, You always think of the most embarrassing ones, which is good. It's the weekly walk of shame. Yep. All right. First of all, just know I've had laser. My bungus is nice and smooth. He could use a few more treatments. Probably use a couple more treatments. But (laughs) (laughs) I'd say it's at at least least, another year and a half worth of treatment. At least 70% better than it used to be. That's saying a lot. Okay, back in, I think I was in, was I in high school? Yeah, this is high school. Okay, so I'm in high school. And as all high school dudes, you're constantly looking for some girls, you know? Like all the time. That's like every high school dude. So me and my buddies are out on the prowl and it is New Year's Eve and we decide to go to this, uh, there's like an outdoor concert at, what is that place downtown? I'm talking about? No, venue in downtown. It's outdoor, but it's in the middle of downtown. I can't remember what it's called. You guys probably know. So it's like this little mini concert series and a couple thousand people go every New Year's and they do this big New Year's thing and like, we're like, oh yeah, we're going to meet some girls and like yeah, we're going to go like make out with them later. So I knew this was the plan earlier. So I decide for some reason I was going to shave my bungus. Never shaved my bungus before. (laughs) The cheeks? The cheeks, the whole... The crack? The crack. The whole thing? The whole thing. From your lower back to your upper leg, that is where I shaved. Okay, the whole thing. Okay. And I don't know why I did this. I was just like... Bored in the shower. Yeah, I guess she's like, yeah, I'm just going to try to shave my butt. So I do it, and it's smooth as can be, and I'm like, wow, this is nice. I can wipe. This is fantastic. Mm-hmm. So we go to this New Year's Eve thing, and it is like pretty cold outside. Well, you, thought, you told me that you thought it was going to be in the building. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I did think it was going to be inside. Oh, yeah. And so I didn't wear a jacket either because I was like, it's going to be so freaking hot. Everyone's going to be sweaty, like dancing up and stuff. So I don't bring a jacket. I've got a short sleeve shirt. And he's in Utah, you guys. Yeah. It's middle of winter. 
Mm-hmm. It's January. Well, end of December, beginning of January. It is freezing, right? It's probably like, I don't know, 35 degrees outside. And so we walk up to this party and it's outside. And I'm like, oh, shiz. I'm like, oh, well, I guess we'll stay warm. It's going to be like a big crowd of people. <laughs> I am frozen. So what happens, Ashley, when you get somewhere cold? You get goosebumps. You get goosebumps. And if you've freshly shaven your legs and you get goosebumps, what happens? The hair grows back. And it feels like? It's itchy. It feels like straight sandpaper, right? Maybe worse. Yeah, that's true. Maybe worse. Mm-hmm. I will tell you where it's worse. In between the top of your butt cheek and the bottom of your butt cheek. <laughs> that's where <laughs> it is worse. Okay? So the hair starts growing back in fast because I'm shivering for about mm, two solid hours. <laughs> and So when you shiver, are your butt cheeks rubbing together? Oh, yeah. Just sand, just... Just sandpaper, okay? And by the way, hardly anyone was dancing because it was like really cold. There weren't as many people crowded together as we thought. We didn't find any girls whatsoever. Didn't meet a single group of them. And my butt is so raw. (laughs) Like, I can't even tell you how chafed it was. And so I just endure till the end and when we're driving home like i can barely sit on my buddy's seat but i'm not gonna tell any of my buddies obviously that's so embarrassing <laughs> wait tell so how did you friends. walk to the car tell me how your legs were oh i'm sure everybody thought i either already took a dump or needed to take a big dump in my pants one of the two because it legs looks about straight. the same yeah legs straight no bending waddling like maybe it just fell off a horse or something it was so bad, you guys. And that was the first and the last time that I ever shaved my bungus. That's not true. You have to shave Lesson for laser. No. Learned. He's a liar. You have to shave for laser hair removal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's like you shave right before you go. Yeah. It's not like you shave and then you wait for it to grow out. That's true. Very different. Okay. Very different. So, so one to ten, what would you recommend? shaving of the bungus zero negative four <laughs> negative four especially if it's below 60 degrees that is so funny Kate. the first time i ever shaved can i hear you go into this yeah please yeah take the heat off of me please shave the southern region the wukus no just the southern region oh okay yeah yeah i was in middle school Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. And Start him young in Grantsville. Well, I also did cheer. Oh, okay. So. guess that's different. Yeah. I don't know. Never did cheer, so. And it was incredibly itchy. So itchy, in fact, that I went to my art teacher and asked for um, a stick of duct tape. I was like, hey, can I borrow some duct tape? Because I could not stop itching. So I... He, like, ripped me off a piece of duct tape. I went into the bathroom and I stuck it on. <laughs> on the region? On the region. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know, but it helped. It did? Yes, it, like, it covered the itch. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then it took me a couple of years to want to shave again as well. Yeah, once you've had a, a 
scarring moment like that. Yeah. It takes a while. It's bad. <laughs> it is bad. That's I could, really funny. The duct tape sounded like those swishy, you know, swishy sweatpants oh, in yeah. my in my jeans. I was like, oh, can people hear this? <laughs> Anyways. Well, well, I'm glad I'm not the only one. Yeah. That's good. Okay, that was a good one. Thanks for sharing. Oh, you're welcome. Hope you all enjoyed. What's next? Segment two, eat my words. Ooh. We'll see eat my words this week. I just said something wrong today, and you're like, mm, that's not right. I said. Oh, yeah. Well geez. kept. Unkempt. Did you guys know that? That is so dumb. So first of all. I always say, look at Andy. She's looking so unkept. Unkept, not right. Unkempt. With an N. Correct. But you can't say she looks kempt. Doesn't exist. You have to say looks well kept. Who makes this shiz up? I don't like it. The English language is honestly one of the worst. It's in so, my opinion. So dumb. It's not phonetic. You have no idea how to say one word versus another if you're learning English as a second language. It makes no sense. There's no like rhyme or reason. Also genuine. I always say I'm not trying to be ingenuine. I've no, never said that. Well, I've never said yeah, genuine. Literally never said genuine. <laughs> what the? Genuine. Yeah, but ingenuine, not a word. It's disingenuous. That is so lame. Why is it genuine? Disingenuous. That's not That's not my responsibility to know when people <laughs> done went and screwed up the English language. Done went. It's, it's, that doesn't make sense. Ooh, we should talk about like our, our favorite, like redneck sayings. Okay. Just, you know, in, uh, in tribute to Grantsville. Okay. We'll do that on a freestyle. Okay. Deal. We have lots of business advice to cover. Oh yeah, that's true. Okay. Um, that was, that's the, my words. That's high a short sar- one. High sarcasm. Lots that's of business sh- advice to cover. Yeah. Well. We're going to move right into it because it's time. And what do I mean by it's time? It's business time. And you know when I'm down to just my socks what time it is. It's business time. Oh, yeah. It's business time, people. <laughs> and luckily, Trav is not just down to his socks recording this. <laughs> I wish you could see Ashley's face after I played I was not on board with that. I'm just we might have you. to be doing some Facebook Live down the road. Oh, that is... Oh, you just miss all the little nuances. It's just... Oh! <laughs> Well, Agnes almost took took an adult fall over there. (laughs) Upper chair. Okay, well, we're going to start with our featured content of today, which is business advice. Yep. So, Trav, let's first start with you. Why? (laughs) Why? How many business ventures have you started? Too many to count. No, count them. Okay. Well, my first one, I was 15, started a little lawn mowing business. Okay, next. Very successful. Second was 
Hangover Aid. Okay, next. Third was Rise Ties. Okay, next. Rhino Clean Detailing. Next. Rise Auto. Next. Ship and Sip Slash Fix. You're definitely missing one. What am I missing? Some software to keep kids safe. (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah. I did forget about that one. That one was... Oh, gosh. I don't even remember what that one was called. Yeah. So he's had a lot, you guys. Had a lot. So... Some successful. Some more successful than others. Some less successful. We'll just put it that way. Some just straight up not good. (laughs) I'll just label it under the category not good. Can we talk about what each of them were? Yeah, go for it. I mean... I mean, lawn mowing, that's obvious. The hangover aid is a fully organic liver detoxification and hangover recovery drink as the same size as a five-hour energy. Honestly, a gr- mom, he's never drank before, so he doesn't know. Just yeah, I don't know. No, they yeah. My parents know all about this. They knew all about this business. I moved to Florida for it, so so he's big time. Manufactured it in Florida, and then decided Utah of all places with uh, probably the smallest drinking scene in the world was the place that we were going to try to start selling it. So so that went good. Yeah, it went great. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, oh, rise ties, skinny ties. Made some skinny ties and sold them. Honestly, that was fine. Detailing, I did car detailing, and that was great. Ended up paying off some of the bills, like paying off some debt, and did what I needed to do. And then it was really hard on his body. Note that it was really, really hard on okay, his body. You're ridiculous i asked him i was like if it was so successful why why would you quit and he said honestly it was really hard on my body for 89 (laughs) percent of you that are women listening and i bet close to that are mothers what does the floor of your family vehicle look like right now i can answer that for you horrible yes now imagine scrubbing that with a brush and carpet cleaner with your man arms that's what i was doing all the time so yeah it as was, opposed to your woman arms no as opposed to your woman arms no. so anyway yeah it was physically demanding and i did not enjoy it so that was that um i wish that you would have kept that car de- detailing stuff for our car though that yeah, would be i know me too then rise auto is a car dealership had that for about a year and then Ashley and I got married, and honestly, Ashley's idea was better, as they typically are. And she had this genius idea for this first drive through shipping center in what, as far as we know, the United States. Mm-hmm. We haven't found any other drive through shipping places. And Soda Shop mixed. So what do we call it? Call it mix, because it's a mix of the two business ideas. Mm-hmm. So... That's my story. What's yours, Ash? Tell us about your business background. My business background is much shorter than Trav's. My only like real business venture was an MLM, which don't come after me if I send you a cold message. (laughs) 
if you didn't know Ashley and she reached out to you trying to be friends with you so that you'd buy stuff from her, she apologizes. For reals. After I got divorced, my biggest fear with going to these single parties was running into a random girl that I had sent. Uh, hey, I know this is super random, but anyways, I'm just wondering if you've heard of RNF. <laughs> Let me know. You know, um, you know what's so funny about this is that's not my personality at all. Ashley didn't really realize how annoying, annoying it was until people started hitting her up. <laughs> the and I was like, thing. no, no. Oh, can we talk about this? Is gonna be a little bit of a tangent. Can we talk about when we were in Walmart or Target? Mm-hmm. Remember that? Mm-hmm. That's kind of weird. That we think weird. it was an MLM, a failed yeah. MLM approach. Yeah. But tell us. We were getting ready for our trip uh, to France. Sorry, I'm yawning. Um, honeymoon. Yeah. And we were getting swimsuits and a couple came up to me and they're like, where are you headed? And I'm Mind like, you, we're in the middle of Target and random individuals walk up and say this. So keep going. And I'm like, oh, we're just going to France. Oh, you're getting swimsuits? Yep. Yep. Are there beaches there? And then I look at the travel and I'm like, I don't know. Are there? Yes. It's on the Mediterranean. Well, I don't know. There's a huge coastline. The whole southern part of France. I thought Mediterranean is just a type of food. Mm, No, it comes from the area where the Mediterranean lies. Well, whatever. So, anyways, (laughs) they're hitting us up. They're not letting us leave. They're boxing us in. We don't know what's going on. They're talking to us about different sunscreens. They're talking to us about swimsuits. It was the weirdest thing, you guys. A random couple just not getting to the point. You knew they were like beating around the bush Mm -hmm. trying to do something, but you couldn't tell exactly what they were doing. Mm -hmm. And so then Travis just walked away and I was like, well, gotta go. So that was that. Anyways, what I will say though with that MLM, I truly do feel like because I was successful and I grew it and whatever, I do feel like it gave me the confidence to start a brick and mortar business. So when I was, um, when I got divorced and I was a single mom, I was having to run to the post office a few times a week for Rodan and Fields. And I guess I shouldn't have said that, but who cares? Whatever. And, um, I was going and mailing stuff to different customers and whatever. And I was taking little sticky hand two-year-old Kellen in there with me. And he is like a really well-behaved little boy. But there's just something about like when kids walk into the post office, they literally go postal. Like they go (laughs) crazy. (laughs) Like their sticky hands are all over everything. They're pulling out boxes, pulling out cards, ripping them. So you have to pay for them. It's just, it's a nightmare. So. And it's at least half an hour away standing there. So of course they are just. Losing all patience. Every time I would go and get done mailing something, I would go straight over to McDonald's and get a Dr. Pepper because I'm like, I deserve something because I just went through that hell for a half an hour. (laughs) And so I actually, when I was still married and we lived in San Diego, I started Googling drive-through ship centers. And I was willing to drive hours. To not, like, literally, that's how desperate I was. I hated going to the post office. I was literally willing to drive hours to go to a post office. 
and there was nothing like nothing at all and so I decided uh, when I moved back to Utah we ended up getting divorced I googled it again to see if there's anything in Utah nothing couldn't find anything as far as I know in all of the United States um, if you know of a place I mean we know for sure Southern California and Utah but West, well, Western I looked at all the Western states and there's nothing yeah we couldn't find anything so um, I grew up with a single mom. This is kind of a tangent. I grew up with a single mom. She was a school teacher, so we did get summers with her. But I just like wanted to be able to be home with my baby no matter what my marital status was. And so I wanted to create something that could allow me to do that and also help other moms that, you know, if I was feeling that way with one kid, how are moms feeling with six kids dragging them into the post office? So I created... Uh, ship and sip is what we called it at first and then we changed it to mix just a few months ago yep and we will tell you all about why we did that change is it during this business advice sesh my motivation is going to be a little different i've just always had an interest in doing something different and just creating something i don't know that there are people that take risks and there are people that don't. I've always been a risk taker in my life, in my whole life. I've done extreme sports. I've done random moves. I've just done a lot of like random things and it doesn't scare me. It terrifies my parents. They cannot stand how like transient I was in the first part of my life. So it's just kind of that thing where I've always wanted to do something different. So Ashley and I, that was actually something that we bonded over quite a bit when we first dated. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of nice that we both saw eye to eye that way. So first piece, piece of advi- business advice, I would say, is you want to make sure your partner is on board with you. And very like-minded. Because they're going to be your best friend or worst enemy when it comes to this. Mm-hmm. And there will be so much resentment that gets in the middle of you two if you are not seeing eye to eye with it. That's true. We've had so many comments through the year and almost a half that we've been in business. And that is, how can you guys stand to work with each other? Like, how how, how are you guys like still happily married and start a business together? And I don't know. I just I feel like because we both thrive in doing our own thing, we thrive together doing our own thing. We do. And we have a very unhealthy obsession with each other that's true (laughs) we love being together (laughs) it's bad it's pretty weird but it works for us so yeah yeah, I think first thing is you need to be on the same page with your spouse so let's say for example you are someone that's more uh more of a risk taker um you know likes that thrill likes that excitement Definitely, definitely pass it by your loved ones first and and make sure you've got at least like whoever you're dating or married to, make sure you've got their support and make sure you lay it out on the line. This could fail miserably. This is exactly what it would look like if it failed miserably. Like this is worst case scenario. Are you okay accepting that if it comes to that? Obviously, best case scenario, everybody loves, everybody's on board with, but you, you both have to be okay with what the worst outcome could be yeah and business advice that I've heard from one of my friends and I thought it was really interesting I was kind of telling him this idea um, before 
we started it and he said it all sounds great you're emotionally attached to it because it's your idea it's your baby you need to have an exit plan with any business that you're going to start so he's like I know that that seems like kind of backwards and negative like heading into a new business venture but like you have to have an exit plan and you have to know when to tap out like you have to know like what your max is and I really like that because then like Trav was saying like it gave us a realistic expectation of what could actually happen yeah and I've heard people go into business saying well no I just told myself like I was not fail- gonna fail failure was not an option I've never mm-hmm. even thought about it and I was like that terrifies me more than anything having you say you've never thought about it yeah because if it happens you have no plan and you are gonna go down hard Mm-hmm. So definitely have a plan mm-hmm. and an exit strategy. Um, also get your ducks in a row because you don't know what you don't know. So there's only so much you can get done. Mm-hmm. But one thing I would say is look into like, for example, if you're doing brick and mortar, you need to look at a state license a city license if you're doing building you need to make sure you're going through all the city processes like your uh building department because you're gonna have to be you know be up to code with city code you're gonna have to go through all your different inspections you're gonna have to plan for all that money that goes into that and all that time a lot of people don't realize the time Mm -hmm. and time is money so you can run out of money before you even get started if you haven't planned for how much time it's going to take. And a lot of the time it's not waiting on you. It's waiting on either contractors or the government. Yeah. So. And then I would say some of the best advice that I can give from our experience is just do it, Nike. Just do it. Like me and Trav prepped, redid this whole building, made it just our style, and then the day that we were supposed to open, like I wanted to run and hide under my sheets and never get out of bed. Right? Ashley, oh my gosh, yeah, this is actually I was a good story. So scared. Yeah, she was terrified. She was disappointed, and I was actually doing some like work for another business, um, so I couldn't be there. That and first I was day. like, Trav, please, like, please reschedule, please. And he's like, You've got this. Like, you're gonna be fine. You've got this. And so. I hadn't even, you guys, like, we were so, like, cutting everything last minute that, like, we hadn't even mixed all the drinks before. We hadn't even, like, I just, like, made a menu of, like, things that I thought sounded good. And then, like, I mean, luckily everything ended up being good. But, like, we hadn't even, like, checked our ratios perfectly. We hadn't even checked to make sure our carbonation was perfect. Like, there were so many things that weren't perfect. And that's another thing, like you cannot wait until you feel like everything is perfect. It's never going to feel like it's perfect. Ever. It's not. And even a year and a half down the road, we still are perfecting constantly. We're like, oh, I want to do this and this and this still. Yeah. So that's a good point. Like you want to get your ducks in a row, but don't let it stop you. Because we've also talked to people that'll say, oh yeah, I've, I've been working on this, on getting this business up and going for two years. Like well, you could have had it open for a year and a half at this point yeah, and actually been making money. It's not going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, There's someone that wrote a book and it's called, um, it's for like bloggers and influencers and it's, it's titled, and I can't remember who wrote it, but uh, being, being present over 
perfection or something like that. And it's about don't wait until your content is perfect with the perfect edit, with the perfect, you know, position, with the perfect uh, product. Yeah, like just be present. People, you need to start building an audience. Be present. And I think that that's so important if you're wanting to build an online presence. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, Another thing would be, it's kind of like, with what Ashley said a little bit earlier, which is the idea. Everybody thinks their idea is the best idea. Mm-hmm. Nobody would start a business thinking, uh, this is an okay idea. Right. No, you go into it thinking you have the best idea that anyone's ever heard of. And the reality is half the time it's not. Yeah. Maybe even more than that. So let me just tell you the first two months at Ship and Sip, Okay. What we did was literally in the name, ship your packages and sip your drinks. Ship and sip. And like... We thought it was so self-explanatory. And in our logo, it's like, uh, it was like a fragile, like ship was like a fragile stamp. Like that type of text, yeah. like that font. And then sip had like a straw yeah. for the eye. So like... We're like, nobody is gonna misunderstand what this is. Like this is so clear. And then our menu had like the shipping, like materials that we have, plus all the drinks that we have. So I'm like, simple, easy. People would come up to the window and they'd be like- For months. For months and say, I've been wanting to come here so bad, but I finally got something to ship so I could try one of your drinks. And I'm like, what? People only think they can come and get a drink if they ship something. We got that question so many times, like <laughs> direct messages saying, do I have to ship something or can I just get a drink? We're like, you can absolutely not get a drink unless you ship something. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> well, and, and there was a lot of confusion even about the shipping. Like one lady said, oh, I get it. You just come and ship on through the line and sip on your drink. Yeah, she's like, I love your name. I'm just going to ship through the line and sip on my drink. And I'm like, yep. And by ship through the line, she did not mean like ship a package. She meant like Like, zip through the line. Yeah. And so completely missed the concept. So you will, no matter how simple you think your idea is, there will be people that don't understand it. And it's just going to be more difficult than you anticipate to get started. I think always. And then now it's so funny now that we've changed the name and I'll let Trev like kind of tell that story in a second. But now that we've changed the name, people are like, oh, why did you change the name? I loved Sip and Ship. And I'm like, that's why. Because you're not even saying it right. It's Ship and Sip. Yeah. <laughs> not Sip and Ship. Everybody would get it wrong. Yeah. Everyone would say everyone Sip and Ship. So Every so confused. Yeah. So, um, so don't expect that everyone's going to understand your idea. Don't expect that your idea is going to be the best idea ever you it might be a great idea to you i would go and survey a bunch of people and try to get some feedback as to whether or not this is a good idea before you proceed forward because you don't want to dump all this time and money and like us right we we left everything on the table for this like this there was no backup plan this was it we were fully committed to this and we still are so you just want to make sure before just jump even though i know it's kind of contradicting you do want to jump right in, but you want to do a, enough enough preparation beforehand. And 
not to beat a dead horse on this, but Ashley had shipping materials sitting in her garage since before we got married for an a year before the shop even opened, maybe a year and a half. She had a pallet of boxes and mailers and tape and all sorts of stuff ready to go because she'd been thinking and prepping for this idea for a year and a half. Now, granted, she didn't want to wait that long. It was more just trying to get finances and stuff in, in place, but she did her prep work. And when it came down to it, the second we could move forward, we moved forward, even though we didn't have everything figured out still. Mm-hmm. That's so, right. Pretty good? Yep. Okay, so tell about the name change. Okay. <clears throat> Another thing you want to be mindful of is what is what is like your... Um, not your your long term, maybe not like very very long term, but what is your near future goal with your business? Because that might change the way you structure things. Like for example, Ashley and I decided to, uh, in essence, franchise um, a second location, which we now have in Orem. Mm-hmm. But we there were things we didn't think about when doing this, like for example, if you're gonna franchise, that's a big deal, especially for some other owner to invest all, you know, so much of their money and buy marketing materials and put all this time and effort into their new business. And you wanna make sure you're setting them up for setting them up for success at the very beginning. So one of the things we realized was ship and sip, not only was it a little bit confusing for people, a lot confusing, it wasn't a name that we could register uh, through the trademark office. So we couldn't even use that name legally in the long term. Like we, you know, we could have we could have been potentially sued for it down the road. We didn't want to put our franchisees in that position. We didn't want to put us in the, that position. So we had to change our name. That was one of the big reasons we did. Mm-hmm. And so it took us a while to figure out what name can we use that hasn't been used and how can we spell it, like all these different things. So you just wanna make sure what is your kind of near future goal with your business and make sure you have all of those pieces worked out so that you're not making costly changes down the road like we did. And also find a name that is just gonna be easy for people. And our name is spelled funny now, but it's because we had to like kind of do it that way to get it trademarked. Yeah. But our trademark lawyer was t- talking to us and he made a really good point. He's like, would you ever know that Google before, like if you just heard the name Google, would you ever think that that was an internet search engine? It's like, that doesn't explain what that is at all. This is how old I am. I remember that. And I remember hearing Google for the first time and I said, Google, what in the freak is a Google? It made no sense at the time, yeah. but you would never mistake that now. Yeah. So the point of it is make it simple. Don't make it confusing. Ship and sip was a tongue twister and mm-hmm. everybody confused the two. Mm-hmm. And it was just a mouthful. Mm-hmm. So now it's simple. It's one syllable. Mix. Mm-hmm. Very simple. Yeah. So that would be some other advice. It's a good point. Yep. So it doesn't need to explain what you're doing. Right. Okay. Um. Oh, the next thing is don't take advice from people that aren't in the same or going in the same direction or have been in the same direction that you're wanting to go. Like someone told me, Ash, 
why don't you, before you start this business, you know, someone really close to me, um, why don't you go and ask one of the competitors, so a local soda shop, if you can just um, take, take some mail at their facility for a while and see if it works. No, no, no. He said you should get a job there. Get a job there and then ask them if they can start taking mail after you get a job as a normal employee. Like you're going to change their whole business model as, a, as the lowest thing on the totem pole. Like mm-hmm. an entry level employee. Yeah, like, hi, can I just come in, first of all, make $9 an hour? I'm just going to leave my at-home pharmacy job real quick to make $9 an hour so you can potentially steal my business model. Cool. <laughs> horrible advice like that's the thing like if you're taking advice from people that aren't risk takers that have had a nine-to-five job which there's nothing wrong with that their whole lives and they're retired from a nine-to-five job and they've never done anything that's risky you can't take advice from them I mean you just can't it would be like my parents me trying to take business advice from my parents um when they've never taken those risks they've never done that before yeah um not not to say that there's no value there but you have to definitely take it with a grain of salt because uh and even in a different industry like if you're taking advice from us but then you're gonna go do like an e-commerce thing or you're gonna like sell some sort of service some of our advice may be completely not applicable irrelevant. Yeah, yeah like some of it may not apply at all to you so Try to find someone that's in a similar industry that's done something similar that can help you avoid some pitfalls. Yeah. It's like a kindergarten teacher going to a lawyer because they're successful and asking for advice of what they should do in the classroom. Yeah. They're not the same thing. Both yeah. both great jobs, both great careers, not at all in the same playing field. Yeah. Um, business coaches, should we talk about those real quick? I think business coaches are so valuable. I do too. Very valuable. And I mean, you see all these business coaches on Instagram and I mean, good for them hustling. But for me, when I look for a business coach, I want to see that they are where I want to be. Yes. So I'm not just going to go to any business coach and hope that I get the advice that I'm looking for. I want someone that's already walked through the trenches that I'm currently walking through and have made it up the hill and are sitting on success. Yes. Not only that, this is me personally, I tend to avoid the ones that are selling those services. I would rather go approach someone and ask ask them if they will be my coach because of where they're at. Mm -hmm. Because I know their intention is good. Yeah. I know that their motive is not based off of selling me something. It's the fact that I approached them in a humble way and I admired what they did, did and they are willing to share, you know, their mistakes and their successes with us. Mm-hmm. So business coaches, very valuable. So we, we approached someone kind of that same way mm-hmm. and he gave us in one meeting such valuable advice on so many aspects Mm -hmm. from marketing to business structuring to all sorts of things of you know 
these are just some things you'll want to know going into this type of business. And it really has helped quite a bit. So we're very, very grateful for that. We are very grateful. Um, another thing that he talked about with marketing, I'll just touch on it really quick, mm-hmm. is if you're spending any money outside of social media on marketing, you're wasting your money. Social media is the number one way to market. That's why wait, influencers... Wait, wait, right there. What? But that's for our type of business, again. If you're a different type of business, yeah. that might not apply. Yeah. Sorry, keep going. So for like a... Ser- a are we service and goods? Goods. Goods. Yeah. So a little for, bit. Of, yeah. Service too, because we're shipping. Yeah. So yeah, for our, sorry, I should have said that. He said that is the best way to advertise. You're most of the time advertising to thousands of people for free. But if you're ever wanting to do like a sponsored post, like that is where you should be spending your marketing budget. And so I thought that was interesting because. I mean, Trav and I have done stuff with Yelp, with Google, with um, different local offers, um, catalogs. And, and they did, they did, they did have okay. some success, definitely. Yeah. Like, I don't want to downplay and say the only thing that works is social media. It, it's not. You can find many different avenues for, for marketing. But with that being said, with social media, it is a full-time job the content creation, the engagement, the responding to DMs, keeping people in the know. Like it is a full-time job and I definitely think that it takes a certain type of person. Type of person to be able to do it. You have to be creative. You have to be, you just have to keep your people engaged. I'm so lucky that I have the wife that I do Uh because she is the exact personality for social media, as all of you know, obviously. That's why you're all listening. It's not for me. It's for her. I know. Not offended. Slightly. No, it's but not. But she, she is incredible in the way that she engages and the way that she can bring people together on, on a social platform. You have to have that skill. And that's, um, I would say that is worth hiring if you do not have that personality. I will say, I did teach Trap when he was doing Rise Auto. <laughs> he would do. It was so bad these Instagram videos and he was like the most like hi guys Travis Skeen here I am here to do a giveaway so my business is Rise Auto we are in Taylorsville Utah and I'm like okay Mr. Roboto what are you doing (laughs) I'm like no one is going to engage in that it was it's pretty bad and so if you've seen Trav now he's just super chill just talks normal and it's hard to do that. Like, it's hard to look at yourself in a camera and just be like, I'm just talking to myself. And then not want to take like, you know, 30 takes on it. Yeah. Cause you're like, oh, my hair's out of place. Oh. Or just like the way you talk. You, yeah. It's like once you have a camera on you, you can't just say things normally. It's kind of like when you get a Speaking microphone in front of your face, too. It's weird. Yeah, <laughs> weird it's things happen. Weird. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of weird. Um, okay. So, this is what I wanted to talk about. Should this be our ending? Sure. Yeah, unless you think of something else. Okay. I think we've still got a little time if we want to. But <clears throat> let's say you're someone who does want to do something, but you're scared to take too much of a risk. Like you don't want to invest $100,000 or more into a, a brick and mortar store. A good way to get into an entrepreneurial environment is e-commerce 
And what e-commerce is, is selling something online through an online store. You can... Etsy. Yeah, Etsy shops, um, Shopify. Shopify. Amazon. Yeah. I mean, one thing that you can do is you can buy a domain, buy a website domain for like seven bucks a year. You can then get um, a fairly cheap uh, website creator like Wix or one of those. It's like, I don't know, cheap, super cheap. It's like, I don't know, 20 bucks a year or something. And then on top of that, all you need to do is have something to sell. And it's very, very simple. So like neckties, for example, I did neckties. I just bought some in bulk overseas, made some designs. They sent them over. I think for like $2,000, I got this whole business set up. Had my website, had my product, took pictures. Like just find someone that's good at taking pictures, right? With phones and can give you some good edits for social media. And then you create free social media sites. And then all you have to do is spend a little bit of advertising money on social media and you can push it out to thousands of people nearby and thousands of people can see this and you've done all of it for let's say under $2,500 and you've done it from home. You don't have to quit your day job and you can just try something out with it being fairly low risk. Mm -hmm. So that's one idea if you wanna start something very, very simple and that doesn't cost a lot of money. Do you have any other ideas for easy startups? I don't have any advice for easy startups, but I will say don't get hung up on, oh my gosh, I want to sell earrings, but there's already a million earring shops. Or I want to start a soda shack, but there's already five others right down the street from me. Don't get hung up on the competition because you can be creative, market in your own way, and- That's a good point. And- I have something to say when you're Be successful. I've always heard, um, what is it? When you copy someone, it's a form of flattery. Oh yeah, that. Um, what is that word? Oh my gosh, I know what you're saying. It, uh, imitation is the best form of flattery, or not imitation, but basically in, that. In person, no, I don't no. Know. Basically, someone if someone copies you, that's the highest form of flattery. And I don't agree with that. <laughs> I don't. I think it's the highest form of laziness. So don't go and look at what other people are doing and just copy. Because you're just showing others if they follow, you know, both businesses, whoever's posting that similar picture first, you're just copying. And I feel like that's true. The pictures that we post on our mix page, they're our personality. That's true. They are. They're like they're very minimalistic. Yeah. They're white. They're crisp. They're clear. They're like, we are very clean. We, that's our business. That's representing us. So someone like a different soda shack to copy those. That's not, that's not representing them. That's representing what we are. Yeah. So my thing is be creative and don't get hung up on the competition aspect. Yeah. I'm all about community over competition. That's true look at what other people are doing and think, how can I be different? How can I set myself apart to get the success that I want by doing a similar business structure? I mean, one of, one of the most 
persuasive things about a business is its story more than its product. So there are some places that you'll go just for the product, just for the cheap thing, whatever it is, like it's a great price and you know you're gonna do it just for that. But think of all the businesses that you go to because of the story behind it, right? Like the management that's there or the owner of the business or the story of how it came to be, right? I think one of the reasons why we've had success with Mix is because of Ashley's story. It is relatable. It is, you can, you know, so many of you can empathize with Ashley being a single mother and going and doing those freaking terrible, tedious tasks that you have to do, like standing in the post office line and you just feel it. Like you're like, oh my gosh, yes, I'm going to go to this business just because of that alone. Like I love that they're trying to help single mothers. I love that they're trying to make our life easier. So just know, even if, there's some other idea out there, earrings or whatever it is, just like Ashley said. You can make it your own, you can tell your own story, and you can bring people to you just by your story alone. Yep. I would yep, totally agree with that. So any other like why can't we think of that saying, Trav? I don't know. I I keep wanting to say coppery is the biggest coppery uh what was the the <laughs> What's our second segment called again? Um, That'll be next week's Eat My Words. Coppery. <laughs> Coppery. <laughs> so, I'm looking it up right now. Um, you keep talking. Are there any other like pitfalls that you want to avoid with business? You guys, there are just like so many stories we could tell just with Mix alone. And if we had seven hours, we could go through them all, but... I mean, it says imitation. Just imitation, imitation is a is sin- the... sincerest form of flattery. Okay, maybe it's imitation. I don't know. Yeah, that doesn't stop. Imitation crab. That's got me hungry. Oh my gosh, it's gross. You love that crab. Mm. It's disgusting. <laughs> um. So, let's do some just big key takeaways. If you had to say like the top three things, top three pieces of advice, what would they be? Okay, top three things of advice. Take advice from someone that's where you want to be. Okay. Don't get hung up on businesses that are similar to yours. Make it your own. Okay. And third, be relatable. Okay. What are yours? Mine are do your homework. then just move forward don't don't put the roadblocks in front of yourself like you know i don't know how i'm going to get the money or i don't know how i'm going to make the time just do it mm-hmm. and then three would be make sure your spouse or significant other is on board with you yes those are all good my biggest piece of advice oh she's got number four is don't you're gonna just, keep it to three she's gotta do four okay don't just ask people for business <laughs> advice that have open businesses we oh don't yeah know what we're doing yeah this is this one we're gonna end on <laughs> everything that you've heard this trumps all of it don't listen to someone just because they opened a business you have no idea what their financials look like you have no idea what their success looks like Yeah, you have no idea if they've done it right or wrong and you could be taking advice from someone that's done it completely wrong yeah so even with us like take it with a grain of salt you know 
Um, this is one. This is one um, opinion. Mm-hmm. Get opinions of others. Yeah. And have fun with it. That is yeah. a big one. Like, I think people get hung up too on like, I want to do something that I love. I want to be passionate. Okay, let me just ask you, Trav. Are you passionate about shipping through a drive-thru? No. <laughs> are you passionate about mixing soda? Actually, I am passionate about drinking mixed sodas. Yeah, he is. He's very passionate. I am now, actually, but I wasn't before. Yeah. Are you passionate about eating oatmeal coconut chocolate chip cookies i am now yeah but i mean like we're we're not passionate about the actual business yes. we're, we're passionate about solving a problem exactly it's not like i grew up as a little kid saying i want to freaking mix sodas all day long mm-hmm. and, Me and the 16 year old girls come on i will tell you i've never once thought growing up that i wanted to basically work at a, a postal office no Heck no. Never once was that. I've never wanted a government job ever. (laughs) But like Ashley said, we're solving a problem and there is a need there. And what we love about what we do is we get to help others to get through their crappy parts of the day, which is doing those tasks that they don't want to do. And on top of that, building the relationships with everybody through the drive-thru. It's amazing. First of all, I got to do this. I'm sorry. Got to do a huge shout out to all of our customers at American Fork and Orem now, honestly. Yeah. We have such a loyal clientele at both locations. Thank you all to everyone that comes through our drive through We love you. We miss you. Every time we go there and we see you drive through and we see all the excited faces and we are so excited to see you, we miss you guys. We, we, we really, really do, do miss the relationships with you. So. And if you're lucky, I'm going to come back and I'm going to squirt your drinks with some breast milk. Holy shiz. <laughs> That's going to be the new mix-in for November flavor of the month. Is that too much? We're going to wait and see if we're keeping that or not. That might be edited out. <laughs> I would never. So health department, don't come after me. Oh my good night. That would never actually happen. But just the thought of that is disturbing. <laughs> So anyway, we're going to move on to our final segment, which is our weekly cancel. Okay, I've been waiting. Ashley's been so excited. First of all, Ashley is terrible at keeping secrets, and she hates she hates surprises. So she also hates to give surprises. She mm-hmm. wants to tell you as soon as she has something cool. Yeah. She has been keeping this a surprise for me for the past couple days. She's so. like, I want a real reaction. I want a real reaction. Yeah, like Don't I want to be me. genuine with my reaction on air. So go for it. Okay. What is this week's weekly cancel? I'm going to seem like such a hater. And I'm not meaning to be a hater. I'm just looking out for the health of these young women. And that is the weekly cancel should be no more video selfies. Okay, let me tell you why. Wait, wait, explain what you mean, because I'm even a little confused here. What is a video selfie? What does that mean? It's the ones where the girls have a serious look on their face. Oh, And yes. they're turning their bodies. Yes, Trav, I wish people could see your face. Exactly. Uh-huh. They're turning. They want, they want you to see what cup size they are. They want you to see... <laughs> I wish you could see Trav. They are literally oh, this is so true. Literally breaking their backs to show you their butts 
in this 10 second video selfie? Do you they're, know exactly They're what I'm sprinkled about? all over Instagram. All over. They're all over. It's like the new thing. It's the new thing. I, this is the Sometimes thing. I'll play music. Mm-hmm. What is that? I have no idea. <laughs> Someone get him a rescue inhaler. He, he is oh sounded a little raspy over there. <laughs> Does anyone have a flow vent ventolin we can supply him with? Okay, so this is this is why I want to cancel it. Dem girls be breaking their backs. I hope they have low deductibles because they're going to have to go get back braces to show their butt. The only sponsorships they're going to be getting after they post five of those is Acorn Stair Lift because their backs are going to be so sore from really turning, arching those backs, getting those buttocks in there. They're big enough to call them, you know, plural. Okay, why, this, why is this a thing? Why is this the thing, I should say? Why is this the thing right now? I don't know, but I'm going to post one on our Humor Me podcast page the day this comes out. Yeah, okay. Which I have no <laughs> but right now, wait. so I'm going to stuff I it. Can't wait. I hope everyone knows what we're talking about. So yeah, if if you're listening to this, that means we've already dropped this. So check Instagram right now and see Ashley's example. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, fully on board with that cancel. I don't get it. In fact, I'll do one too. Oh, please do. We're each going to do one. Will you put my extensions in? Hell yes, I will. Okay. Absolutely. I'll let you leave that H1 in here. Thanks. H1N1. Okay, this is the the thing, you guys. Sometimes you just got to slip a swear in. You got to. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, that's a good one. Like a well, nothing is more funny than a well-placed swear, and there's nobody that does it better than Ashley. You don't, you guys don't know how, that's a really good compliment, thank you. You're welcome. I never ever swear out of anger. Never. Ever. I swear when I'm just like, when there's not a word that can appropriately say what I needed to say, a swear word always suffices. The four letter fillers. Mm-hmm. And she's excellent with them. Like I wanna say the B-I-T-C-H word at least five times on every podcast in every sentence <laughs> I can't even imagine how that sentence would go oh okay God. but with that being said I'm sorry if you guys aren't into business advice that's all we got for you so yeah um, if you have any follow up questions with the business advice DM us this is the thing we probably should have structured this one a little more because we are all over the place but if you have any specific questions about business we're always open like we have an open door policy with that and we'll be the first to tell you probably don't listen to us so that being said we'll catch you on the next one bye guys see ya